This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Good morning. Welcome to Resource Centre, the show where we discuss the tools and techniques you need to be at the forefront of the ever-evolving world of business. This is Audrey Raj. On the show today, we're going to be talking about scaling your e-commerce business across borders quickly and successfully without putting your product on a marketplace. Sounds like a dream, right? Well, honestly, it shouldn't. There are many Malaysian businesses that serve as case studies to bust the myth that it's impossible, it's too hard or it's too expensive to build a cross-border, direct-to-consumer Malaysian brand. And the person who's going to be giving us these case studies and walking us through the process of building a successful cross-border Malaysian brand is Ching Kahing from Miko.Asia. Kahing, welcome to the show. Hi, Audrey. Thank you. And good days, everyone. <laughs> um, good day to you too, Kahing. Now, I want to start with some background on Miko.Asia and what you guys do for Malaysian businesses. Can you tell me uh, a bit about your services? Sure. Miko.Asia is a full-stack digital marketing company that we are specialized in e-commerce conversion. We are a certified Shopify Plus partner, a certified Facebook global expansion partner. And our mission is to help build local retails and brand their successful dot-com e-commerce. Mm. And not only in Malaysia, but we aim for cross-border. Okay. Uh, Kahin, can you tell me a bit more about what you term as dot-com uh, or brand.com? You know, because I keep hearing this term, but maybe you can just clarify what that means to us. Okay, sounds good. So that, that is two types of main, I mean... Uh, not JNA, I mean mainstream of uh, e-commerce. One is via the marketplace. So when, especially in Malaysia, when people referring to e-commerce, yeah, usually we will refer to like a marketplace like such as uh, Lazada, Shopee, Fashion for Zalora and so on and so forth. And uh, whereby another type is we refer as brand.com. Mm. Brand.com and sample like uh, the clients that we have is like Bonia.com, you know, Cheetah.com.my, MPHonline.com. Yeah, this is a brand.com. So why, why that is a brand.com is because we want to build brand instead of selling on the marketplace. Now, um, why don't we see more Malaysian brands make their mark in overseas markets? You know, what's holding these Malaysian brands back? What's holding us back? Good question. Uh, yeah, you, you, you see, when I first started helping people building their e-commerce.com, um, first thing I asked myself, why? Why as a Malaysian, I can purchase from overseas.com company, for example, I, buy, I bought books from Book Depository in UK. Mm. And yeah, I buy iHubs, you know, iHub from US. But I asked myself, why not people buying from Malaysia? Why not people buying from Malaysia.com? And hardly I can find one company at that time, five years back, yeah, uh, MalaysiaBrand.com that's selling overseas. Yeah? So first, in my opinion, I think most importantly is to get the high-level buy-in. So meaning the top management or the founder. If they don't have the, uh, the decision, hey, I want to sell into Indonesia. Yeah, but how? Why? Why not? Because the difficulty level is there. 
And uh, if we, we dig deeper and we will find, yeah, because the expertise is not there, because the network is not there, the know-who is not there and the know-how is not there. We cannot have a platform yeah, in mind quickly that, oh, this platform, I mean platform in the sense is my dot-com platform that can help me to build a local language, that can help me to build a, even a local currency checkout and a local payment gateway checkout. Yeah, I will doubt about that. Yeah, I'm not a marketplace that I can solve this with my big team, tech team and my big network in each country. But as a Malaysia brand, how am I going to do that? That is the barrier of entry and the hurdle that we are facing right now to enter to a global market. So it sounds like the general issue here is the mindset that, oh, it's going to be too difficult, it's going to require too uh, much resources, and it's it, it just seems like there's so much that needs to go into actually setting up a, a brand.com that can cater to a, an overseas market. Is that accurate? Yeah, 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 it's, it's accurate. So what I can see from my experience with the client or the prospect that come into me, the business owner, so most of the time, I feel that they are ready. Their brand is a growth, high growth brand that is very having a huge potential. It's just a know-how and know-who is not there. So from there, we're asking more questions. Then I found that yeah, some of them, they may be uh, tried before, but failed. And sample, I try myself build a .com, but I even try some marketing fees onto that country or so on and so forth. But the conversion is not there or the conversion rate of uh, the, the customer acquisition cost is too high. So that hurted me. That, that made me feel that, ah, why not? I just continue to build my Malaysia platform or my Malaysia marketplace. Where do I start if I want to create awareness about my brand online in a different country? What's the first thing I need to do? All right. So the first thing, in my opinion, what I believe is a good platform, a converting platform, meaning that you need to build something. And sample, if you are in a fashion, you need to build something as similar as, let's say, Zarora in Indonesia. Let's say I want to go into Indonesia. So what they have that yeah, in my Malaysia.com that I don't have, first is example the local language. You, did you speak their slang? Did you uh, be sensitive to the seasonal event that they have and the languages and the currency and the, even the way they display the currency is different, you know? So like a comma, it could be a dot, you know, the, the, there's a decimal point of three or, or instead of two, stuff like that. You need to localize your platform. So you, you need to find a, a tools or a platform that can give you that solution that you can build with the platform. That's the first thing. Then the second thing, you need somebody that familiar with the local, you know, online shopping behavior to build you the so-called the UI and UX, the user experience and the user interface. The next thing is we need to bring a huge traffic. So building the traffic. So this is another interesting part. First, we already set up for you the platform. And secondly, we need to drive you the traffic. So how to drive traffic in a digital uh, online uh, with the right tools? First, you need to look into paid ads and uh, organic uh, traffic attraction, 
way of attraction or we call the so-called the search engine optimization. So you need to build something organic and sample with some blog or with some chat with the KOL, you know, key opinion leader or the inf or so-called influencer, and you put some content inside your website. So when people search, they will come to you. Again, you need to always remember localize every content that you have, meaning that the not just the languages, even the face, you know, the picture that you put on your uh, website. I see there yeah, are many that put in, in an Asian website that put a masale face kind of thing, but they're selling the Asian stuff. Yeah, that, that doesn't work. So when you have that, you need to run some paid ads. In uh, e-commerce, especially what we uh, deal with on uh, online uh, e-commerce, especially with brand like Shopify platform. So what we do is we will build you a funnel. So what a funnel means is a typical marketing funnel, but this is online. What we do, we will bring you first the awareness, second, we will bring you the engagement, third, we will bring you the conversion, and finally, we will retarget to make the purchase become a loyal customer, the, mm. to make the customer to be retarget, and then there will be your worth of mouth. So stuff like that. So you will start with two things. One is the organic uh, content, secondly is a pay ad. So either it's by Facebook ads, Instagram ads, uh, or, or Google search and display, or YouTube, stuff like that. Alright, uh, it's time for us to take a quick break for some messages. But when we come back, we'll go deeper into choosing the right markets, finding the right tools, and creating that localized experience. All that and more coming up on Resource Center with Miko.Asia. Stay tuned, BFM 89.9. Break from monotony, BFM 89.9. You are listening to Resource Centre. This is Audrey Raj. Online with me today is Ching Ka Hing from Miko.Asia. And we are discussing the process of building a successful cross-border Malaysian brand um, overseas. So, Ka Hing... Um, I remember we were talking about this offline uh, a couple of months ago when we first met, right? And you said that um, selling a Malaysian brand to countries like Indonesia, Singapore, US uh, is no longer a barrier if you have the right tools, the right platforms and the right partners. So um, we were just discussing some of the tools and of course we understand the right partners as well. But what are the platforms that work in this instance you know like just say if i want to market my product uh build a brand.com that uh applies to the states right like what kind of platform would would suit my brand best okay yeah when you talk about the right platform uh i believe there are two things involved one is your operation platform a platform that can host all your contents all all your all your products and make you to have an administration team to do the operations such as the fulfillment, you know, the payment, stuff like that. That is the operation platform. And the other thing is on the marketing platforms. So I will address these two. Yeah, come, let's come to the first one on your operation platform. So we are using a tool called Shopify, which is right now the most trending uh, e-commerce platform globally. And you can Google out Shopify share in Nasdaq. You know, that is a fast growing, uh, I mean, a tech, tech counter in the US. So, yeah, what we do, we will use this platform uh, to quickly 
upload all your products, all your content uh, accordingly. So what this platform can do is actually they are scalable. So I need a scalable platform because I may need to duplicate different uh, websites. I mean, country domain for you. Example, I have a Malaysia domain. I need a global domain or I need, a, let's say, a, a domain that is addressing a Chinese market that is in, in the Chinese language or so on and so forth. So the platform is very important. That is not only Shopify, you can search for others, but me will recommend Shopify because we are specialized in that for, for the past six years. We find it's really useful. And uh, the adoption rate in Malaysia is actually picking up as well. That's a good sign that yeah, we already find a right tools. I mean, as a Malaysian uh, business, we already slowly yeah, adapting and found a right tool for us to scale. So that is on that uh, operation platform. So on the other things is what I mentioned before is I need a tools or few tools for me to help me build the marketing funnels online. So and example, yeah, I will need a Facebook. I will need a Facebook for business. That is a very basic every business should have. Yeah, of course, you are, we are talking about the global presence. We need to go into this global marketing uh, tools or company to, to, to adapt the way we run the conventional marketing. So at least you must have your business page. You must need have your, uh, your, your, your ad account page. Then yeah, uh, on either Facebook, Instagram, and right now even TikToks, you know, stuff like that. And also on the Google. The Google is very important for you to list your business. And then there is, uh, there is uh, a lot of uh, a, a very detailed and comprehend data that you need to put inside. And you need uh, some, uh, just some basic tech, technical knowledge to put a markup language, I mean, uh, data markup onto about where is your business, what is your operating hours, and then what is your products, and then yeah, we call that all the metadata to be crawled by the robot. So that is more on the organic uh, search that yeah, people can find your business even in US. Then from there, we will build you some pay ad funnel and SEO funnels to build the awareness and try to pick up some conversion. Usually it will work as long as your product and the price match the market. I cannot, I cannot, I cannot promise like, yeah, every 100% it works, but eventually we need to go back to the marketing 4P, the price, the promotion, the place that you sell. Right. So, you know, that actually brings me to my next question about the market, right? Is there any guidance on the right market that will suit your brand? You know, how do you know if you're targeting the right market, if you don't have the funds to research your market or you can't, because right now we can't really physically go to the market to study and learn customer needs, right? So how do you know if you are targeting the right market? You're going into the right country with your brand.com. I like the question because there's most people find, yeah, difficult to answer, you know. Yeah, uh, I mean, as a business, how I know which market suit me. So how we do is usually we do a testing. We call it A-B test. So how we do an A-B test, yeah, of course, we will select few countries and sample. Let's say I find that I need to go to Southeast Asia and I will first do the basic questions such as what is the population that with uh, digital press, I mean, user, I mean, uh, uh, like a mobile user, people who go online, how many numbers of them, just for example, Southeast Asia itself, you have a 400 
a million digital uh, ac- active digital device users, user, 400 wow. million compared to Malaysia population, 32 million. So if you want to go into Southeast Asia, that's my selling point. And then you drill further, which country with the highest population and then versus the percentage of penetration of this digital user. So you could say, oh, Indonesia is have 270 million population and then they have 70% penetration rate. Then you ask yourself again, oh, is my product yeah, suitable to Indonesia for example, is it Hala or, 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 or let's say I'm a fashion brand, is my brand suit their, their market? Okay, the tips is here. How I know that Ensample, yeah, sorry, because you asked me about US, I talked about Indonesia. Let me finish Indonesia first. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> Divert a little bit. So how I know to find yeah, better, uh, more, more, I mean, stream down my finding that Indonesia is suitable. Very simple. You just go to two places. One is Google. You search the Google search on this product. And sample, let's say I need to sell a leather bag. So I will search this keyword, Google, leather bag. And then I put a search result in Indonesia. I see yeah, the number of search or the percentage, the population of search versus a product. Or you find your competitor is there. Or, okay, I want a Malaysia businesses. I hope that we have a global mindset. Competitor here means, yeah, my competitor, let's say I'm selling a leather bag. My competitor actually could be Chanel. Mm. anyone that sell that I will search their keywords you know then I find yeah whether the search is there that is the first point then secondly I will find where I will go to the marketplace you know in let's say in Indonesia I will search in Tokopedia mm. I will search in uh, Blibli and so on and so forth yeah what is the people purchase number of people purchase on the leather goods and then what is the price range there's some tips for you to do some competitive i mean uh, competitiveness study about your product then from there let's say i finalize okay i want to go indonesia versus philippines so i will do a testing with these two countries with some pay ad i will pay uh on to pay ad meaning that yeah i will i will I will run some Facebook ads, for example, and then I get some engagement from there. Then I can do some retarget with a lot of uh, uh, format of Facebook ad or email marketing and stuff like that. Then from there, I will see the cost, the cost of my conversion, you know, the cost of my uh, acquisition of customer. Then I will feel that I will have more confidence from there. Yeah, I will start with which country that I select. Same to US actually apply mm. to the same. Uh, it's just yeah, instead of uh, Tokopedia, there is of course uh, Amazon, you know, eBay stuff like that. Then you can search on that, and uh, yeah, then then the the funnel will be the same. We are using the f- same approach by starting with Google and Facebook ads uh, to run it. So, and sample um, the ads that I mentioned here is yeah, you will see right now if you browse in. Uh, online on a, with the Google browser or any browser, you will see some ads popping up, uh, either on as a display or or, 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 or on the search result. Mm. You know the search result. Yeah, those are the ads that uh, we are going to run for you, or, or we are suggesting you to run. And other than that, it's on the Facebook. When people browse Instagram on face and Facebook, you will see some ads as well, either yeah. in story, I mean in Instagram story, in in uh, posting and stuff like that. And uh, things keep changing. You have to keep on yeah, exploring the new stuff that uh, this Google uh, platform and uh, Facebook platform uh, popping you with a new format as a business. We need to adapt quickly on that. 
Okay. So A-B testing for product market fit and then you also need more personalized, localized partners to help you with this as well. Um, all this sounds a bit expensive. How much should something like this cost, Kaheng? You know, uh, it sounds like a lot of support. So how much would brands have to invest into making this happen? Maybe you can give us a range. Okay. So in order to make this happen, of course, you need uh, first to build a website or web store for yourself. So I take that apart away because that is varies depending yeah, who you engage or are you building yourself. Uh, it, it is, again, that is a triangle about price, about, about quality, about, you know, about, about the time, you know. So as, as long as you pay the right person and then you can uh, reduce your time to market, stuff like that. Yeah, I think as a business owner, you should be no on that so other than that uh, more important is the running cost that i i feel that yeah the every business should know so how i make it uh when my client like example yesterday there's a guy uh, a malaysia brand is quite a famous brand that have more than 10 uh, branches in malaysia selling shoe this guy i've been helping them five years ago and then they take uh, yeah 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 they do it themselves on online right now so he called me hey can hang on to go oversee yeah what should i do then what is the cost that he asked the same question so how, how i tell tell what i told him is yeah first we make it into yeah acquisition cost that is easier for you to know and sample you want to get five people attend to a class of you giving talk yeah what is acquisition cost in the in the sense like yeah you want to print flyers yeah you need to yeah go out uh, get people to send the flyer I mean conventional way of bringing sales or marketing or you need a guy to yeah part timer to help you to be in your booth to get people in stuff like that so I talk about online acquisition cost and online acquisition cost uh, it is depends on uh, how good quality and how you optimize your ads and sample. So let's say on the pay ad, on the Google ads, yeah, how much is it per acquisition? And in the Facebook ad, how much per acquisition? And then when I when, when we uh, stream down to the acquisition cost, I mean, I average on all, it could be like five ringgit per acquisition or up to maybe 30 ringgit per acquisition when talk about Malaysia market itself. If overseas, it could be in the dollar, it could be $2, it could be a $20 per acquisition. It depends on how good you're running uh, your ads and, and your content. So how we do usually to optimize this to make bring down the cost is we will try to first on the top funnel, the acquisition should be higher the cost should be higher. But with our experience and the way we target our ad, target meaning that we will place the ad to let who see the demographic, the audience uh, 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 profile. And on the ad, we can set that. So when we optimize on that, yeah, we can bring down the awareness, top funnels, uh, acquisition cost. In order to make it... Uh, the ROI or the, the return on ad spend is uh, even better, more efficient. How we do, we will do the retargeting ads. So when we do the retargeting ads, 
yeah, from there, we will bring it down a little bit. So it will bring it an average. And then in order to make it even more efficient, we will run some email marketing. We will run some referral program. We will run some review, stuff like that. You know, that is organic. When you review, I will pay you a coupon or stuff like that. And uh, that will actually enhance, uh, improve my conversion rate. So this is all stuff called conversion rate optimization. So that is another topic. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thanks for letting in is uh, letting us in on that. Now, um, Kahing, it's already about time for us to wrap up. But before I let you go, can I ask uh, that you share some advice for brands out there struggling with e-commerce growth during this pandemic? You know, what can they do now to up their success rate uh, or prepare their business for after this pandemic ends? What can they do to improve their cross-border uh, success rate? Yeah, first of all, we, we, have, we should have the mindset that yeah, the pandemic actually accelerated people's adoption rate onto digital uh, usage, you know, in the sense purchase online, banking online, stuff like that. The statistics show that there's 30% increase, you know, just in Southeast Asia on the new digital user. So as a business, we must capture this and uh, it will stay, you know, because... Nobody can tell me when when will the numbers go down. On yeah. The, if, yeah. <laughs> when will this come to an end? Yes. Yeah. So nobody know that. So it will be stay the, the behavior, the consumer behavior has changed. So we need to recognize that and take that as opportunities. So what we want to do, yeah, first, don't give up. I know you run some ad, it doesn't make happens. And you should find your way to, yeah, to, enhance to optimize that. So how to optimize? I think firstly, seek expert advice. Secondly, yeah, tag onto this big giant's platform and their, their resources, you know, Facebook, Google, you know, they give a lot of resources teaching you how to run and even give you a free certification to be a digital marketer, so on and so forth, you know. And as long as people is not being exposed onto yeah, this expertise, it's very hard for you to improve. So you need to improve your team or your, your partner or your vendors. You make sure this guy can help you. If not, you hands-on yourself, of course, that will spend you a lot of time. So, yeah. so firstly, you, you need to improve on that. Secondly, the ecosystem, the network, you need to start, start to look for yeah, people who have been successful on the, on the e-commerce, you know, like uh, cross-borders uh, products, uh, what they're selling and then what payment gateway they are using, how they localize the experience, yeah, who is a KOL, they engage, let's say, in US, you can look for that as well, and then how they do it. You, you need to study on that because a good, a good health check on a retail or a brand, the B2C, the consumer side, I will tell my client, okay, at least you should get about 30 to 40% right now on online. If not, yeah, it, it, you, are, you will be left behind. We need to have the benefit of the earlier adopter benefit because I adopt first instead of my competitors. I will have the, the I can have more time to build everything on me and put them behind. First dibs. Yeah. Okay. Kahing, thank you so much for all uh, the insights that you shared on the show today. For our listeners who would like to learn more about how to do this better, maybe you can uh, give them uh, Miko.Asia's website. You already got the website named Miko.Asia, M-E-E-K-C-O.Asia. And you can uh, contact me, Kahing at Miko.Asia. 
Right. Thanks again, Ka Hing, for taking the time to speak with us. I've been speaking with Ching Ka Hing, co-founder and CEO of Miko.Asia. If you missed out on any part of this show, you can go look for the podcast on our website. That's bfm.my. You can also find all our podcasts on the BFM app that's available on the Apple App Store and on Google Play. I'll be back again same time next week for more on Resource Centre. But till then, this is Audrey Raj for Enterprise BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.